Along with books, backpacks, and new shoes, make sure you equip the students in your life with the knowledge of the rights in the classroom. Hi, I'm Peyton Luke, and this is First Liberty Live. First off, thank you for liking and sharing our content. Your support means so much to us, and we are so grateful. And today, I have Keisha Tony Russell with us, who is an attorney here at First Liberty Institute, and she helps lead our education cases. So hi, Keisha. Hi, Peyton. Hi, good to have you with us. Thank you. So a lot of people don't know this about you, but before you went to law school, you were actually a teacher. So talk to us a little bit about how your um, experience as a teacher influences your work in the education cases. Yeah, so I was a teacher for a couple of years in Atlanta Public Schools. I taught fourth and fifth grade. I taught special education. Um, and I really just still have a heart for students and I know what teachers are going through. And um, I have a lot of experience talking to parents about you know their concerns. And so that's one of the reasons why I'm just so passionate about what we do at First Liberty for students and teachers. And I'm just so excited to be involved with that part of our work. Sure. And so let's talk about students. Nowadays in the shifting culture, do they lose their religious liberty rights when they cross the threshold into the school? No, not at all. So students retain their constitutional rights to uh, freedom of religion and uh, freedom of expression when uh, they're in school. So as long as your expression comports with the lesson, you can even talk about your religion in the classroom. Um, as long as you're answering the correct questions uh, during non-instructional time, you can talk about your religion. You can pray as a student. Um, and this includes during graduation speeches, right? Like you're allowed to express um, your, your faith in your graduation speeches. And we take a lot of cases like that. You can find them on our website. Um, and so, yeah, students still retain those rights, even uh, when you're submitting work. Um, like classroom work, you're allowed to talk about your faith if it comports with the question you're being asked to address. So students definitely still have the right to talk about their religion. And one of the things I always tell public schools um, uh, administration is you treat religious expression the way you treat secular expression, exactly the same way you treat it neutrally. Um, and so that that's, I think, sort of a good summary of, of the rights of students. Sure, and so now that's students, but I know a lot of people have had questions even about teachers, especially mm -hmm. following our Coach Kennedy case. So um, what are some of the rights that teachers have, whether in the classroom or on the football field? Yeah, so teachers also retain their constitutional rights while they're in school, okay? So um, after Kennedy, we found out that, you know, teachers and coaches and staff, you're still allowed to exercise your faith. You're still allowed to pray, uh, particularly when you're, when you're in a situation where you're allowed to do other private things. So Coach Kennedy was on the field. He would have been allowed to you know, make a phone call or have a private conversation. So he was allowed to pray. Um, and that was you know, a large part of the reason why the, the, the Supreme Court um, sided with Coach Kennedy in that case. And so teachers still have the right to pray. Now, we still think at this point, you know, in the classroom, you, you know, teachers still are not able to lead students in prayer and things like that during uh, what we call instructional time. Um, and so that there's that barrier is still there. But definitely teachers still have the right to express their faith and you're still allowed to wear, you know, this demonstrative, what they call demonstrative um, clothing. So what I mean by that is like a cross or something like that. You know, you still can wear those things um, in school and that should be perfectly fine under the Constitution. 
there is growing concern over some of the curriculum that is being introduced in schools nowadays. So whether that's sex education or critical race theory. So what can parents do to protect their children from some of this explicit content and talk to the schools about managing it? Yeah, so I always tell parents to be really vocal and get involved really early. Like if you hear about your state considering certain curriculum, get involved then, read about it before it passes the state legislature. Because um, once that, that stuff passes, it's much harder to, to pull back. Uh, but even then, if the school board's considering a new program or new curriculum or something like that, you also want to be involved and you want to go to those meetings and you want to let your district know exactly what you think about that. Um, I always tell parents, you guys are so powerful. You can be so impactful and um, shaping what the school districts are going to accept and provide as curriculum for your for your child. So make sure you are involved and make sure you are really vocal about it. So on your point about parents being involved and having a voice and being vocal, what are some of your tips to them when it comes to writing um, religious exemptions for some of the vaccine mandates that have swept the nation? Yeah, so um, obviously we've, we've done a lot of these. Um, so religious exemptions to vaccine mandates, and this also, you know, I talked about sex ed curriculum. You can ask for your child to be opted out of that thing those kinds of programs. Um, most states have laws that allow you to opt your child out of things that um, are contrary to your religious beliefs. Um, and so in the same way, whenever you're writing a religious exemption, say for a vaccine mandate or something, you wanna write, put that in writing um, and just be very clear about what you believe about those things um, and why your child can't participate or why your child can't get vaccinated and submit that to the proper person and you wanna make sure you get an answer in writing. Um, and we also have a vaccine toolkit that you can get online that will um, provide you even with example exemptions um, that you can copy and um, you know cater to your specific um, issue. So the Biden administration has been changing some of the definitions in Title IX. So can you talk to us a little bit about what those changes are, how he's trying to change the approach, and how these are going to impact religious schools? Yeah, so Title IX, um, a lot about Title IX going on right now because the Biden administration um, has reinterpreted Title IX. So I'll tell you, Title IX is really most famous for creating women's sports. Um, Title IX prohibits discrimination based on sex in education programs, schools and programs uh, that receive federal financial assistance. Um, and so the Biden administration has um, reinterpreted uh, that, that regulation to include discrimination based on sexual orientation and gender identity. And so the, the, the majority of the criticism about this comes in the fact that this particular mandate from the Biden administration does not allow you to sex segregate facilities. So bathrooms and locker rooms and showers and dorms and things like that. And so that is really where we're seeing a lot of parents be very concerned about it. And so all I can say is that this is an ongoing issue and it, I mean, there's all kinds of cases about it right now. So we're going to have to wait and see what happens in the courts and whether the courts are going to allow the Biden administration to continue this. But as with everything, I encourage parents to stay informed 
and stay involved. Let your school district know what you want, um, what you want to happen in this area. And as far as religious schools, thankfully, uh, Title IX has a religious exemption within the text of Title IX. So religious schools don't have to worry about these mandates. These mandates will impact public schools and public uh, educational activities. That was a really helpful explanation. Thank you for that. And um, is there anything else that you would like to add before we let you go? No, I just, I think I'm so passionate about uh, getting parents involved um, in their child's education, education as much as possible. And I just want parents to know you guys are so powerful and you have so much impact. When I was a teacher, we always paid attention to what the parents wanted and what they said. Um, and so I want you to know that your voice does matter. It definitely matters when you write letters. It definitely matters when you contact the school board. Uh, people do not ignore you. So make sure you get your voice out there. And if you need help, you can um, contact us online and um, have a great school year. Sure, Keisha, thank you so much for your time and so much for just your heart behind all of our education cases. Absolutely, thank and you thank for having you. me, Peyton. Absolutely, and if you would like to learn more about our education protection kits that Keisha mentioned, be sure to go to firstliberty.org slash kits and you can find it for both a religious school or a public school. First Liberty is your last line of defense and your greatest hope for victory.